One of the things flowing into the great convergence of Christian Stockholm Syndrome is the Christian desire to be a martyr without really being a martyr or really knowing what a martyr is. The Godly Troublemaker Podcast Introduction There is no doubt that the wheels have fallen off the clown car, and nationally, we are just skidding down the road. The screech is unbearable, but we smile and call it music, kind of like anything by Cardi B. Many have coined our times as clown world, and rightly so. It's a joke. However, we could just as easily call the times that we are living in upside-down world, where left is left and right is left, where up is down and down is up, where men are women and women are men, where black is, well, always black and white is always evil, where true is false and false is true, where straight still seems a little gay at times and gay is always super gay, where Joe Biden is president and that's all I got on that one, where college kids need safe spaces and grown ass men need therapy hamsters, where masculinity is inherently toxic and femininity is inherently pure, where parents can have their kids' genitals cut off, but large homeschool families are considered weird, where a woman who stays at home to raise her children is considered a slave, but a woman who submits to her male boss for money is considered liberated where public school is considered education, but homeschool is considered indoctrination, where fat is the new healthy, and healthy is still healthy, but also inclusively includes grossly obese people as healthy, even though they have fully dedicated their lives to not being fat and unhealthy, where stupid is the new smart, and smart is the new miserable, where science is the new faith, and facts and evidence are the new heresy where fake news is always fake except for the news that just told me about the fake news, where depravity is the new virtue, and virtue is the new depravity, where the woman of the year is a man, and where the best female athletes are also men, where trannies who murder children and grandparents are victims because they were provoked to murder children and grandparents because of Christianity and stuff, where the church obeys the government, to disobey God and disobeys God in order to obey the government, where Jesus is Lord has become, we have no king but Caesar, where free speech has become hate speech and hate speech has become unchecked, unrestricted, and unhindered, where trannies should have unrestricted access to your kids, but parental rights should be defined by the state, where the victimized marginalized, and oppressed are the ones in the majority and are calling all of the shots and control all of the institutions. So yeah, we are all living in the middle of one great big fat perverse circus, and that's not even including June. All of this perversity and insane garbage is like one giant bucket full of diarrhea that just keeps spilling over the sides into every area of our lives. And the church is trying to clean up the mess by putting the mop in the same bucket of shitty water. Of course, in classic upside-down world fashion, far too many in the church have tried to be the adult in the room for far too long that they have forgotten what being an adult looks like. Perhaps like dad coming in the room and saying, knock it off. But because that hurts other people's feelings today, said knocking never gets off. 
The fact of the matter is, we are very much in this mess because the church has been drinking from the cultural Kool-Aid far more than she cares to admit. The devil is a dealer in ambiguities, and we would have it to be so. Not only that, a few things have happened which have produced an illegitimate bastard child within evangelicalism, rendering her witness null and void for the sake of evangelism and changing the world and stuff. These few things are a misunderstanding of what it means to be a Christian martyr, coupled with the incessant desire to be the nicest person in the room at all costs, both operating within the cultural waters of perpetual victimization. The saint of God should be a knight of valor and honor and bravery, but taking a triple shot of the above concoction has left saints cowardly and weak. We shall call them the Christian doormat. Perhaps we will call this sickness or syndrome leading to the above condition Christian Stockholm Syndrome. Christian Stockholm Syndrome The term Stockholm Syndrome was first used by the media in 1973 after four hostages were taken captive in a bank robbery in Stockholm, Sweden. After they were released, the hostages actually defended their captors and would not testify in court against them. So when people use the term Stockholm Syndrome, they are essentially saying that one begins to identify and sympathize with their captors. This term has also been applied to those who stay in abusive relationships. Of course, this goes against all sound judgment and reason. Instead of having positive feelings towards their captor or abuser, one should feel disgust coupled with a longing to rectify the wrong done. Some argue that the reason for this, Stockholm Syndrome that is, is because it is a coping mechanism to deal with stress, danger, and trauma, reasoning that there must be some reason for the aggressor's behavior. Perhaps they were provoked. Perhaps they were actually a victim at one point too. Perhaps they are just misunderstood. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Enter broader evangelicalism. I think there are multiple things happening here, all converging in a perfect storm of sympathizing with our oppressors, which is giving more than just a foothold to the devil in the name of being winsome. Because nothing says humility like apologizing for things that you are not responsible for, in the least like Christians apologizing for slavery and racism and stuff. And because we're super not racist, it's okay when we pander. First of all, if you're not racist, don't apologize for it. And second, slavery ended a long, long time ago. Come to think of it, I don't know any slaves and have never participated in anything that would remotely perpetuate slavery other than paying my taxes, which I want reparations for. But on behalf of Jesus and Christianity, and because I have mastered the art of humility, I want you to all know how sorry I am for racism. One of the things flowing into the great convergence of Christian Stockholm Syndrome is the Christian desire to be a martyr without really being a martyr or really knowing what a martyr is. 
I saw this continually during Obama's reign of terror. His open and public belittling and mocking of Christianity, coupled with policies that were a direct attack on the Christian worldview, created persecution in a way that the Church had not experienced before in our own country, though it was primarily through the courts. This wasn't isolated to the states. Domestic policies have international consequences. Legal persecution that was designed to destroy political opposition in our country had real-life monetary consequences in our country, but emboldened Christ's enemies abroad, which resulted in torture and death for many of our brothers and sisters in Christ. To which many evangelicals responded with, some persecution wouldn't be bad for the church. The idea being that under periods of extreme persecution, the church has always been strengthened over the long term and grown under said conditions. This is true historically, and praise God for that. However, just spewing out truisms isn't really helpful, nor does it adequately reflect our situation, particularly in the States, and, oh yeah, you first. Everyone is generous with other people's money. Everyone is generous with other people's time. This is also true regarding other people's persecution. We feel valiant when someone else suffers for the cause of Christ, even though it cost us nothing, and even though we've contributed to said suffering. This is where the real rub in the road comes. It is not as though Christianity is just now coming to our land. America has been deeply influenced by Christianity through our laws and customs, and God has blessed us as such. That to say, we are not experiencing persecution because we are witnessing to the cause of Christ, but rather because we are not. We are being persecuted because we have surrendered our witness. To be a martyr is to be a witness. Saints have always been willing to suffer for Christ, and in so doing, have borne witness to the world that the afflictions of Christ are eclipsed by glory, and that the joy received in Christ is far better than the fleeting pleasures of the world. So then, in sacrificing ground to the enemy that our brothers and sisters fought and died for, so that more of our brothers and sisters can suffer, so that we can sit on our moral high horse and feel virtuous, is witnessing all right. But it is certainly not witnessing to the glory of Christ. But it is witnessing to the fact that far too many in the church are a bunch of pansy-ass cowards in love with this present evil age, even if they call themselves reformed, perhaps especially if they call themselves reformed. The sad thing is, we are sympathizing with our captives, not because we've been taken captive, but rather because we've sold ourselves into slavery. We've surrendered ourselves in the name of being winsome, and because martyrdom is cool and stuff for other people. So then, there is the Christian doctrine of suffering, which is glorious and redemptive through Christ, but is profoundly stupid outside of Christ. It is one thing if someone punches you in the face because they are disgusted by your love for Christ. It is another thing altogether if you run into someone's fist with your face so that all will know how virtuous you are. 
If this mentality of false martyrdom got together and had an illegitimate bastard child with the separatistic pietism marinating in most of our churches like a fresh turd in the sun on a hot summer day, it would produce the victim culture that we have today. However, there is a twist regarding the church, because this is upside-down world after all. Christians are victims like everyone else, because in being victims like everyone else, they are actually the oppressors, because of our incessant desire to be martyrs, and because a little bit of persecution would do us some good. The delicious irony here is that those who claim that America has never been a Christian nation also want you to believe that Christians are also single-handedly responsible for everything bad that has ever happened in our nation. Because of the 11th commandment, thou shalt be nice, it would not be winsome to disagree that Christians, particularly white Christians, particularly the white male Christians, have ruined everything. So we simply agree and apologize. And because everyone else is a victim, and we've made them that way by being white and Christian and stuff, we can correct this most grievous sin by groveling our way out of it. Because we believe in grace so much, we're going to fix the sins we didn't commit through atonement by groveling, or maybe by paying penance or something, which the high priest of our age will determine for us. Like going online in our dunce camp and letting everyone know that you've seen the errors of your ways through the gracious illumination of the ministry of truth. You now see that taking it in the can is a visible way of making babies, and that men truly can have periods until they age out of it through menopause. How did any of this happen? Well, there are a multitude of reasons, but one of them is that we've begun to sympathize with the enemy. We've begun to sympathize with our oppressors. After all, the cucumbers were pretty awesome in Egypt. So instead of acting like valiant and noble sons and daughters of the king of glory, we are acting like a bunch of groveling pansies in order to persuade the enemy that Christ is worthy of worship. After we've said we're responsible for everything that's bad in the world because winsome and stuff. Christians have repeatedly been force-fed a lie that is reinforced by every prevailing cultural institution, like the academy, like the media, like the one-party centralist machine that is DC, that we've begun to believe it. And in believing it, we've come to sympathize with the enemy and apologizing for holding orthodox Christian doctrines because we're definitely not racist, and we exercise homo and tranny hospitality, which somehow also proves that we're definitely not racist. For freedom, Christ has set us free, free from the bondage of sin and the lifelong fear of death, free from the slavery of guilt and shame that sinning against others and being sinned against brings, free from being bullied by a bunch of godless morons who worship the god of chaos and want to make the world after their image and their likeness, free from believing the lies of the world, free from condemnation and free from alienation, through repentance and faith in Christ, we are not oppressors, and we are not victims. We are sons and daughters of the King. As the clowns continue to march on in their stupid little parade, don't go along with them. Don't cater to them. Don't entertain them. If you love them, mock them. 
Entertaining evil is evil, and going along with that which is absolutely stupid is stupid. Sympathizing with any of this madness today may be winsome, but it's certainly not winsome for Christ. Conclusion C.S. Lewis famously said, quote, Our desires are not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us, like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in the slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. End quote. Such is the case with our current situation. Christianity is in an abusive relationship with culture because we don't understand what a healthy relationship looks like. Therefore, we are ignorant children playing with mud pies in the slums by trying to fit into something that we have been separated from and compromising and apologizing for it will only destroy our witness, not help it. The holiday at sea that has been promised to us is a robust Christian culture that neither sees itself as victim nor oppressor, but free men in Christ sent out to tame the wilderness and to conquer the world.